of the ungodly or the wicked, nor stands in the path or is around sinners, nor sits or join in the seat of the scornful. Now this is for us right here, this next verse right here. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And his law, he meditates day and night. But then he says, look at the, the results. The results. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Look what he says, and whatever he does shall prosper. Amen? Whatever he does shall prosper. When I read that, it just reminds me that with God, nothing is in vain. It just gets better and better in your walk with God. The psalmist. He says blessed. Is the man. That word always talks about. And I want to start off with this. Because I want you to see. How important it is to walk. With the Lord. That word bless always has the idea of happiness. Happiness or contentment. In other words, there's a satisfaction. When we walk with God. I don't think that nothing. In this world. Will bring you happiness. Contentment. Or satisfaction. As when we walk with God. We walk with God. And the psalmist he's trying to show us. That blessed is the man and he tells us you're not going to be blessed, happy, content, even with all your trying, with all your own effort, trying different things or methods. Because he begins to say, he says, blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel. Hear me out. The counsel or the advice of who? The ungodly, the wicked. Let me, let me say this. Don't get advice. From ungodly or wicked people. That's number one. Number two, he says, the blessed man, he doesn't stand in the path of sinners. Or he's not around sinners. Now, the Bible does teach, and I think the greatest example is the Lord Jesus Christ. He was around sinners, but the difference is that he impacted sinners. Amen? In other words, he wouldn't let 
the sinner influence him. Jesus influenced them. So when the Bible says the blessed man doesn't stand nor stands in the path or he's around sinners, it doesn't say that you can't be around sinners. It's when you start doing what sinners are doing. I'm just making it simple. Thirdly, he says, blessed is a man who doesn't sit or he doesn't join in the seat of the scornful. But here it goes. He says, the blessed, blessed is a man. This is the blessed man right here. This is what keeps you going. This is what keeps you fully loaded, satisfied, content. It's right here. He says, his delight is in the law of the Lord. Amen? His delight is in the law of the Lord. What, what does the, the word mean, delight? The word delight means it has the meaning of incline. You incline yourself or there's a pleasure. You incline, there's a pleasure when you meditate in the law of the Lord. Now hear me out what I'm about to say. When you delight in something, when you delight, in this case, when you and I delight in the law of the Lord, when it speaks of the law of the Lord, it's speaking of the, the word of God. Amen? The word of God, the Bible, the scriptures. He says his delight is in the law of the Lord. When a person delights in something, hear me out, nobody has to beg you to do it or to like it. Amen? Nobody has to be in back of you. Nobody has to convince you. Nobody has to beg you. In other words, the blessed man, you do it automatic. So what does the Bible say? The Bible says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. The word, hear me church, the word of God is powerful. Amen? The word of God is powerful. It brings pleasure. It brings a delight into your life. The Bible says that is the blessed man, the happy man, the, the believer in Christ. He is satisfied. He is content. So what does he do? He meditates. So you have a delight. There's a desire. There's a pleasure that you want the law. You want the word of God. But what do you do with the word of God? Well, the Bible says, and his law, and in his law, he meditates. What does it say? He meditates when? Day and night. It doesn't say only on Easter, Christmas, or a wedding. No. The Bible says he delights or he meditates day and night. You know what the word meditate? The Hebrew, the original, it means to ponder. You think about. You think about the word of God. That's what it means, meditate. It's not closing your eyes and making noises. It's you think about the word of God. What God is saying. What you know, you read a scripture or you're, you're reading the Bible and you take the time to ponder on the word. In other words, you just don't hear it and you forget about it. No, you take the time to ponder. You think about the word. Hear me out. That's how we meditate in the word of God. So if you read a scripture, 
If the Lord be for me, who be against me? What do you do? You meditate. You, you pounder on the word. You think about the word. If the Lord is for me, who be against me? And you start pounding. You start thinking about the word. In other words, you're filling your mind with what? The word of God. Amen? Something good is going in your mind. And when something good is going in your mind, what's not good has to go. Amen? What's not good has to go. See, when the Bible talks about meditation, it's just talking about thinking. And I'm going to say something right now. It's not no other type of meditation like Easter meditation. Amen? It's not just about having an empty mind. No. The Hebrew word, the biblical word, is that you want to fill your mind with the word. Amen? You want to fill your word, your mind with the word of God. So you might think, you know what, I feel weak. You meditate on the word of God. You think about the word of God. What do I mean by that? Well, let me give you an example. There's a scripture in the Bible that says this. Let the weak say, I am strong. Amen? So if you feel weak, you think about that scripture. Let the weak say, you say, I am strong. Amen? So what are we doing? That weakness that's telling you, oh, you can't do nothing, you're weak, this, this, that. But if you get the word and you think about the word, now you're saying, okay, if the Bible says, I'm thinking about the Bible, it says, let the weak say, I am strong. And guess what happens? It begins to change your mindset. You begin to renew your thinking. You begin to renew the way of thinking your mind. Paul talks about the renewing the mind. Amen? But you have to do it. You have to do it. Nobody can do it for you. Amen? Listen, church. When we come to the house of God, this is extra. But you have a duty, your personal duty, your relationship with God. You got to take the time. And I know time, we all have time. Amen. It's another thing that we don't use the time well. But we all have the time. You have a clock, I have a clock. You might have a Rolex. I might have a Casio. But it gives a time. It's the same time. Amen? It's just about you and I making the time. Amen? It's not the brand. It's not the color. It's not the luxury. It's that how well you use your time. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. What would happen? I'm gonna give you an example. What would happen? You wake up in the morning, early in the morning, and most of the time, many, you don't have to raise your hands. The first thing you do when you get up in the morning, you grab your phone and you're looking at whatever's on the social media, who, um, who tweeted, um, if they like your post or not? How many likes did you get? Was it a like, a heart? But what if, I'm just, it's just an, it just came to me. What if you would read a scripture? In other words, a day before you leave your phone on the Bible. So that in the morning, the first thing you see, you're going to see the word of, the, of God. Amen? An encouragement. 
a word that the Lord might speak to you that morning. Or maybe something you needed to hear that morning. Amen? So, look what he says. So what happens? Well, you will become a blessed man. You will be a happy, satisfied, content man or woman of God. You have delight. You incline. In other words, you're looking forward to to get in the word. And when you do, you meditate day and night. Now look at the benefits. Look at the blessing. This is what happens when we do that. He says, he shall be like a tree. You and I, when we do that, we will be like a tree planted by the rivers of the water. Hear me, church. God always rewards his children who make time for him. Amen? God will always reward you. God will always honor you. God will always bless you when you make time for him. That's a fact. This is not if maybe um, the condition. No, no, it's a fact. It's 100% written that God will bless you. Right away, you get to, you see the blessing of the Lord in your life. You see the fruit. You see the evidence. You see God's favor. You see God doing supernatural things. Why? Because you're honoring God. It's not that, oh, maybe, I don't know. No. When you put God first, God will always have you in his mind first. A tree, hear me, a tree by a river has a continual source of water. You already know. What happens when you're thirsty? You want water. You want water. A tree by a river has a continued source of water. And that tree, hear me church, that is planted by the river, it will always, always just get greener and greener. It will never, hear me, it will never wither. Now, you know, I don't need to tell you. You already know. You know already that when you're not, when you're not like a tree planted by the river, you know what's going to happen. Things begin to wither in your life. Let's be real. Things begin to wither. Why? Because there is no source of water. There's a tree, but there is no source of water. But the Bible says that when we delight in his word, we meditate in his word. We already talked about day and night. The Bible says he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That water is just flowing in your life. Your, your spiritual life is rich. Hear me, church. Your marriage is rich. Your finances are rich. Your relationships are rich. Amen. Your ministry is rich. Now, this is about your personal relationship with God. This is not about, well, they didn't do or I this or that. No, 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 no. When you walk with God, the Bible says you are a blessed man. That's it. You're blessed. 
Amen. You're on fire for Jesus. You're on fire for God. You already know what to do. You know that your duty is to what? To incline, to delight, to go after the word. Okay. Why do I say this? Because the Bible says, water in the Bible, water, hear me church, water in the Bible always represents the Holy Spirit ability to what? To refresh us. Have you ever felt dry? Come on church, even though you don't say amen, have you ever felt dry? I mean, man, you're so dry that the valley heat ain't got nothing on you. Water represents the Holy Spirit ability to what? To refresh us. So, what, what I already, myself, I already know. When I feel dry, I know that I need the word. I need water. I need the word of God. I take full responsibility because I already know what to do. I already know that the Holy Spirit is dealing with me. Amen? Nobody else. It's the Holy Spirit that he's dealing with me, telling me what to do because I already know what to do. Amen? Is that I need the word of God. Now, I'm going to show you right now why I'm saying the word of God. Yes, prayer is important, but we're not talking about prayer today. We need the word. The word of God is what refreshes me. Hear me? What does the word or what does water also do? It will quench what? Your thirst. And thirdly, water, you know what it does too? It cleanses us. Ooh. So if something's dirty in your life, it needs a cleansing. Now, you might be saying, you made that up, Pastor. No, it's biblical. It's in the Bible, and I'm going to show you right now. There's a scripture in the Bible, and it talks about marriage. It talks about marriage in the Bible. But in that verse, I'm going to read it right now. At the end, it talks about that. That the word is like water. And the scripture is on, it's in Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 25 and 26. This is what it says, a New Living Translation. You could, it's the same New Kings, New Living Translation. It says, for husbands, he's talking to the husbands, those who are married. This means love your wives. Two men, praise God. He says, for husband, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He's giving us an example. Hey, just like Christ loved the church, husbands, love your wife. What did Christ do? He sacrificed. I'm going to say it again. Christ sacrificed. But then he says, the last part it says, <clears throat> he gave up his life, speaking of Jesus, for her to make her holy and clean. Speaking of the church. So that it shows us that the church ought to be what? Holy and clean. Did you get that? Holy and clean. But look at the end. It says, washed by the cleansing of God's word. Let me tell you something, church. If you say, you know what, I, I, that's, I, I, I can't change or I'm never going to change. No. The word of God, the more word comes in you, we talked about already. The dirty stuff has to go. 
What happens when your car is all dirty? I mean, dirty. Not only the outside, even the inside, the dashboard is full of dust. But what happens? The water, what does it do? It cleanses it. Hear me, church. However conditioned your heart is, you want to change? You want God to renew you, to refresh you, to cleanse you? Get more word in you. Get the word. What does water do? A water, even drips of water when it hits a rock. After a long period of time, that rock begins to get a what? A dent. That's how powerful the word of God is. The more the word goes in, the more he touches you. And he begins to cleanse you. Everything that is dirty, everything that it goes against the word, everything that's not godly, everything that's not of Jesus has to go. Because the word of God is life. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of the water that brings forth, oh, here comes a good part, fruit in its season. Now, I'm going to say something very important right here, church. All of us, look, all of God is not a respecter of people, the Bible says. Amen? And all of us here, you, you've, I'm, I know you've heard it before. We all go through different seasons. But here's the difference. Those different seasons doesn't mean you have to be far from God. It's how much you seek of God. All of us go through different seasons. But in those different seasons... Let me ask you, don't use it as of, oh, well, you know, um, I'm going through this season right now. And you get that little self-pity, you know, everything's going wrong. No, no, church, God is not a respecter of people. In those different seasons, God can bless you. God can do great things in your life. God can do the supernatural in your life. Yes, you might be in a different season, but that doesn't mean we're going to pause. It doesn't mean we're going to take a break. It doesn't mean that I'm going to go backwards. No, it's a different season, but in that season, I'm still seeking God. And you know what? God honors his word. God will bless you. Even if you're in a different season. Just because maybe, maybe because I don't, hear, hear me church, I don't see the blessing of God in my life. That doesn't mean I'm going to go backwards. Just because I didn't get to preach, that doesn't mean I'm going to go backwards, take a break. There's people that get that attitude. No, well, you know, um, the pastor hasn't used me. So I'm, I'm not just, I'm not going to give this Sunday like I used to. Church, your relationship, it's you and God. Ain't me ain't got, I ain't got nothing to do with it. Well, you know, the pastor didn't thank me. You know, so I'm not going to invite him no more. The only one that's hurting is you. I'm... Because I have a relationship with God, that what? That keeps me satisfied. See, you're too late, church. I already arrived because I have a relationship with God. And when I mean by arrived, doesn't mean that I have it all together. No, I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying is this, that's because what I know what keeps me satisfied and content 
It's my relationship with God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I don't see no lifting of hands, no praising God. All of a sudden, you guys are all quiet. There's one right there, and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And, and you know, and, and you know, when you hear people make comments, that's a sign. There's some dryness. Como un chispirito. Beep, 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 Listen, church, in every three things, real quick. Godliness always carries a threefold reward. Number one, in every season, you're going to bear fruit. And you got to believe it, church. I declare, and you ought to declare, no dry seasons for my life. No dry seasons. I'm being bearing fruit. Number two, in every season that you're going to bear fruit, your leaves are not going to wither. It's just going to get better and better. And let me say this, church. Many times it gets better and better in different areas of your life. So be on the lookout. I'm going to say it again. Be on the lookout because if you're walking with God, God can give you more fruit in a different area. But maybe you're looking in a different place. I might not see over here, but over here, I see God's doing something. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And one thing we know, church, hear me. You already know this. I don't need to. God is faithful. God is faithful. God always honors his word. And whatever you do, hear me, church, whatever you do, it doesn't say you might. See, that's why we got to read scripture, how it says it. It doesn't say you might, maybe, depending. No. The Bible says whatever he does, you will prosper. That's why I declare I and prospering in the name of Jesus. And, and prospering in the Hebrew language always means to push forward, not backwards. Did you get that? Read it in the original language. It means prosperity. Prosper means to move forward. You're, you're moving ahead, not backwards. That's why every day or every year, you ought to be what? It should get better. Your relationship should get better. With your spouse, it should get better. Your finances should get better. Your church, everything, what? Forward, not backwards. Because the Bible says church. And whatever he does, this is what I like about the Bible, he shall prosper. Did you notice? Well, pastors, because look, it's 2023, it's towards the end of the year. Um, the holidays are coming. Um, well, you know, I got to buy gifts, you know, Christmas. And so, you know, the finances, they go down in the church. Let, 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 me, let me say this, church. Let, your giving is for your own benefit so that you can bless others. The church, it's not my church, not your church. This is the church of Christ. And that's a relief for me that tells me God takes care of his church. All I'm doing, I'm just his vehicle. I'm just an instrument teaching 
the principles of the word of God. God is going to honor what his word says. Amen? Just look at all these years, church. In this church, all the Lord has been doing is what? Prospering. It's just adding. Just look at the church. By the mercy and grace, until now, not to say that it can never happen, but I can say boldly, we've seen God prosper. Never have I said, church, we can't. It's impossible. We're in a deficit. We're, um, we're in the red. Again, don't quote me wrong. God, the old pastor says that. I said, it, not to say it can never happen. But until now, God has been so good, faithful. And I can say with humility and with boldness, God has been so good. Because the Bible says that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. And I learned I learned long time ago in church, hear me, many times people come and go. But don't let nobody or anybody try to scare you. Well, Pastor, we're leaving, and you're not gonna have a tither like me anymore. Guess what? God will bring two more and they'll tithe more than you. And it's proven. Proven fact. And I'm not even exaggerating. Oh, Pastor, I'm leaving. You're never going to have someone like me. God is so good. I said all this to get to the message. What's the topic? Don't sit, walk. And you know how you're going to, the reason we're going to be able to walk is because everything I just said. Blessed is a man who delights in his law, who meditates day and night. Hear me, church. When that's in you, guess what? You don't say sitting. You get going. Movement. You get walking. And I'm going to quote it again. I quoted it a while back. But let me say, this is, if, if you go to the Old Testament and you look at the life of Abraham, every time God told Abraham to do something, he did it quickly. Quickly. He obeyed. I think the only time was when he sacrificed, God told him to sacrifice his son, his only son, whom he loved very much. The Bible says that the next day, but everywhere else, he would obey that same day. And what would he do? He would build an altar for the Lord. See, when God speaks to you, God talks to you. Go. Don't stay seated. Go. What does the Bible say? Jesus in Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 and 20 says, Go. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. That's why we have discipleship church every Monday. 
He said, go there. He didn't say, hey, sit, relax, chill, kick back. I'm using 90s terms. Oh, no. He said, go. Go. Go, therefore, and make disciples. In other words, go and do something. Everything you learn from me, go and put it to practice. Are you getting the message, George? Everything you've learned, you've, you are receiving, go and put it to practice. With all the wisdom that God is giving you, all the revelation, the understanding, the preparation, go. And I love what Ron Hart Bonke, the great evangelist, he's with the Lord now. He was a great evangelist to Africa. I quoted him a while back. He said these words. God works with the workers. God works with the work. In other words, if you're willing to work for him, God says he'll work with you. But then it gets better. He says, God goes with the goers. The moment you say, if the, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, talking to you, and you say, I'm going to go, I'm going to do it for his glory and honor. Because God saved me, God forgave me, God set me free, I'm going to do what he wants me to do. He says, God goes with the goers, but does not sit with the sitters. In other words, God is with those who are in action. So let me tell you something, church. God goes with the goers, man. And maybe you're, you're thinking right now, well, you know, it's towards the end of the year. I'm going to I'm I'm relax. I'm just, just going to relax. Let others do it. God goes with the goers, man. And in the Bible, even, it's, even in the Bible, when I finish right here, go with me. 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 3. I'm going to finish off right here. Aquí voy a amarrar, right here. Second Kings chapter 7. I want you to go there. I want you to see this. There's times where my wife tells me, hey, I put it real simple. She's here. I go, it's real easy. You don't have to go, but I got to obey God. And she respects that. I got to do what God's telling me to do. Do you hear me? What God is telling me. Not what man. What God. Second Kings chapter 7 verse 3. Look what he says. Now there were four leopards. At the entrance of the gate. So you got four leopards. Now remember they got leprosy. This is crazy, man. They got leprosy. They have sickness. But look what it says. And they said to what? To one another. So they were talking in between themselves. What are we going to do? What do you think? Oh, well, you know this. How about you? And you? Let's go for it. And the Bible says, and they said to one another, why are we sitting here? What does it say? Until we die. This came to me right now, church. Don't sit too long. Don't sit too long because you might die spiritually. Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say, look what they're saying. If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall, shall die there. 
But then they said, and if we sit here, we're going to die also. You get the picture? Either way, they're saying if we go in, we might die. If we sit here, we're going to die also. Now, look what they said. Now, therefore, come. Let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall die. And look at verse 5. And they rose. Did you get catch that? Verse 5. They rose at twilight to go where? To the camp. Are you getting the picture? Either way, they're saying we're going to die. But what did they do right? They took action. You hear me, church? They got up. They took action. God honors action. That's what the Bible says. Don't just be hearers of the word. Be doers of the word. Do, live, go the word. And it says, and they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one, what does it say? No one was there. Another translation says that when they came to the edge, the edge of the camp. I'm not forgetting this church. The moment you say, you know what, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get involved. I'm going to start that business. I'm going to change my habits. I'm going to do this. The moment you say, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm not just going to sit here. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to do something about it. I'm not just going to sit here, you know, biting my fingers, my nails off. No, 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 no. I'm going to get up and I'm going to take action. And the Bible says that when they got there, it says that to their surprise, no one was there. And then look what he says. Look at verse 6. Here it is. For who? For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise <laughs> of chariots and noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. And the Bible says that they fled. I don't know if you see these four leopard guys. All they did was they said, you know what? We're going to take action. And when they walked by faith. That's what the Bible says. Walk by faith, not by sight. They took action. What did God do? He made noises. God honored them. See, I don't know if you're getting to church. The moment you say, you know what? Instead of just sitting here, I'm, I'm going to do something. And God will, God always, not he, he always honors action church. But sometimes, listen, we ruin it. We ruin it. Because we doubt God. You don't think that God doesn't see, you know, everything you do? You don't think God, you know, sees your faith? He, he sees where, you know, where, where you're standing right now? But the moment you say, you know what? I, I'm not going to sit here. I might as well go all in with this. And what the Bible says, the Lord caused the army. God made, made it happen. How many believe that God can make it happen in your life? The moment you say, I'm going to get up, I'm going to take action, I'm going to do it for his glory and honor, God will make noise. 
what's going to hurt, church? To say, you know what, I'm just going to sit here. I want to press enter. Um, I, I want to do this, but something's holding me back. Go for it, man. Don't sit there, church. Go for it. Take action. Send it. I like the iPad when you send an email, that little noise. I love that. That's the only thing that gets me excited. When, I, when I'm sending an email, once I press enter, you hear that little noise. I'm like, praise Jesus. I already got it. Amen? But you got to go for it. Church, don't sit. Get up. Take action. Don't matter who said, what said. Well, if they're doubting you or they say you can't, it is impossible. No, no, no. This is you and God. And they said, you know what? We're going to die either way, so, but we're going to take action. I bet they didn't even, it never, they're thinking, you know what? The moment we go in there, we're going to die. That's it, man. It's game over. But no. God's plans are way different, church. Way different. So I finish right here. Don't sit. Walk. Thank you for joining us for today's message at New Generation Church. For more information, visit us at ecngchurch.com.